Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Everybody's good. Listen, I understand. But I'm in, and some of y'all are looking at me, and you're like, praise God. But I understand the game starts in about 40 minutes. Amen. Um, I'm just being real. Let's just be real with it. We come, and I, and I, listen, I just want to share with you right now, because in Kansas City, what time is it in Kansas City? It, it, yeah, because you know what? Churches are probably empty right now. They're like, I'm waiting for the game. I got pregame warm-up, you know, got to cook something. And it's, it's unfortunate, but I just want to commend all you guys in here that have come to the house of God in spite of anything and everything. Because I tell you what, I don't care if the Super Bowl is at 10 a.m. in the morning on Sunday. We still have in church. That's when I'll see the real Christians show up. That, I'm just letting you know. I, I, I got, I'll DVR. I'll just watch it later. I, whatever. And if any of y'all start praising God in here and I ain't said nothing good, now I know you're watching the game as we Mm-hmm. Praise God. My whole house is sick right now. My, my wife, God bless her, my son, my daughter, they're all sick. They got the consumption or something. I don't know what they got. It, it's going around my house. I, I just thank God Papa isn't sick, but he's staying away from us. He's been yelling it because Judah will come downstairs to sit with Papa, and he's like, what you sitting with me for? <laughs> Go upstairs with the sick people. I'm not lying to you. And then when Judah gets up, he starts spraying the air with Lysol. That's Papa. That's Papa Vern, I'm trying to tell you. God bless him. Nobody wants to be sick, right? Praise God. Yeah. All right. ¿Estás listo para la palabra de Dios? You guys ready for the word of God? Amen, amen. Turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. Philippians 4, 19. I will not be before you very long, praise God. And you guys know that God has given unto pastors a different set of time than normal people. Just letting, I'm just warning you guys in advance. Just letting you know. Buckle up. You guys got it. Say amen. If not, you can look on the Sky Bible. Amen. Amen. All right. Philippians 4 and 9 says, but my God shall supply some of what you need. All, but my God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Can somebody say amen? And somebody say, I got everything I need. Yes, you do. <laughs> El hecho es que los cristianos, the fact is Christians... Tienes todo lo que necesitas. We have everything we need. Pero que no los creas, you may not believe it, pero la Escritura dice que me Dios supriré, supriré todos tus necesidades. But the Scripture says, my God shall supply all of my need. Come on, a todos. Lo que deberías decir, this is what you should say, puedes que no lo creas. Oh, I just, I just totally skipped 
everything. This is what you should say. Pero la Escritura dice, mi Dios suplirás todas tus necesidades. Did I just say that? God wanted me to say it twice. That's what just happened. I don't know what just happened with my notes. This is what we should say. Tengo lo que necesito, pero hay alguna, algo que quiero. I have what I need, but there's something I want. Anybody want something? Only two of you? Okay. Uh, vemos las diferencias a las dos palabras, necesito y quiero. Let's take a look at the difference between two words, I need and I want. That word need means it's a requirement of something. It's because it's essential or very important for your life. That's what a need is. And a want means that you have a desire to possess or do something or you wish for something, but it's not necessary for you to live. Amen. We get those two words mixed up. Like we'll look at somebody, I need you to. No, you don't need me to. You want me to. Come on. Now, a need is something you require. A want is something you desire. That was pure fire. Mm-hmm, yes, bars. But when your desire supersedes what's required, you become discontent and may lose your integrity to achieve your desires. I said a lot just there, didn't I? I said a lot. Let me, let me break it down. When your desires, when your wants, those things that you want become more important than what you need or what is required, you become discontent and you will lose integrity, all your integrity in the pursuit of your wants. What does that mean? When you want something so bad and don't realize that you already have what you need, but you really want something, you will lie, cheat, and steal to get it. Your integrity goes out the window because you want it. But if you already got what you need, you don't have to desire it because God said, I've already given you everything you need according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. See, most of us don't understand that, that, that wanting things, it's not wrong to want things. But if you want things so much that you forget you have all you need, you'll abandon your pursuit for God. Do you guys know, do you guys know what abandoned to, to abandon some? You guys ever been in neighborhoods where there's abandoned houses? There's abandoned houses. They are mess. And that's what happens to us a lot of times when we are pursuing things so much that we forget about that we have what we need and we forget about God and we will literally abandon our pursuit for God. The bad thing about it is church folk will still think that we're, we're, we're pursuing God when we're really pursuing what we want and we put Jesus' name on it. You know, well, you know, in Jesus' name, God says that he wants to prosper me. So I'm seeking prosperity. Praise God. You know, no. No. We're supposed to be seeking his face. Oh, my goodness. Listen, the reason why I say that is this is what Matthew chapter 6, 33 says. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of its righteousness and all of these 
desires, all of these things, all of these wants shall be added to you. Let me help you out with this scripture. Do you know what means being added to you means? It means you ain't got to search for it. You ain't got to seek it. You ain't got to do nothing. It's like you walking it. It just adds to your life. When you seek God, God will bless your hand. That any work you put your hand to shall be prospered. But because we abandon our pursuit for God, we find ourselves in a state of want. When we forget about God and don't make God first. Yes, Lord, I'm going to say that. I was just talking about how sometimes we... We fool ourselves. The Bible talks about not fooling ourselves. But sometimes we will put in Jesus' name that I want, I'm pursuing after this in Jesus' name. I want to be rich in Jesus' name. I want to be a blessing to the church, so therefore I'm working hard. That you see, that we get it convoluted and we get it mixed up and we don't understand that what the Bible doesn't tell us to seek to work hard to be a blessing. The Bible tells us to seek God first. See, Mark chapter 4, verse 19 says this, And the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires, the wants for other things, entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. What does that mean? First, let me help you. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among men. Who is the word? Jesus. The word is Jesus. It says here in the Bible that the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires, the wants for other things will enter into you and choke the word out of you, which means choke the Jesus out of you, which means choke the spirit out of you, and it will become unfruitful. What does that mean? That you can want things so bad more than God that it can push the Jesus out of your life and there will be no fruits of the Spirit. Patience, kindness, meekness, long-suffering, temperance, joy, love. You'll be unfruitful. And God, the Word of God is a seed. And wherever that seed is, it'll bear fruit. God doesn't, his word, what does the Bible say? His word will not return back to him void. His word is the seed, and the word is, the, the seed is the word of God. And that seed that's in you will get choked out. Now, some of the wants and desires and things that we want, listen, you guys, listen very carefully. I want a house. I want to be rich. I want a car. I want to be debt-free. I want to be healthy. I want to be married. I want to be important. I want to be noticed. I want, I want, I want, I want. And there's nothing wrong with desiring these things, but they shouldn't be the center of your pursuit. The scripture said it chokes the word. It chokes the seed out of us, becoming unfruitful. If you're living a life right now where you're pursuing other things and you don't have any peace, hello? The word's been choked out of you because if you have the word of God in you, you're going to have peace. You're going to have joy. So in other words, not only if you're, seek, wait, if you're only seeking things that you want, not only will you not have what you want, you're going to end up with what not, with, wait, how am I going to say this? You're not, you're going to end up with not what you want. You're also going to end up with not what you need. Did you, did you get that? Did you guys get that? Was that good? Okay. Okay, 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 okay. That went over my head. I was like. So when we start wanting something so mad, we end up not getting what we want, and we end up pushing out what we need. 
And what we need is Jesus. You don't need nothing else. I'm telling you right now, we are so spoiled here in America. There are people that are content that they have Jesus. They don't need a house. They don't need shoes. There's stuff that they need that they feel like I can live without because I got Jesus. Some of y'all said, now, well, wait a minute now, because uh, <laughs> I, I need some socks. I at least need some socks on my feet. <laughs> Saints of God, what we really need is holiness in our lives. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't want to hear that, because in church today, it's all about talking about what the benefits of God. And it's, oh, this is, you know, God can bless you, and, and he'll give you everything you need according to his riches and glory. And when people say that, it's like, oh, yes, because I need a house. I need to be free. I need to be this. And I don't know. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about I've given you everything you need, not what you want. Guys, listen, we need to pursue a holiness. Why? Because this is what the Bible says, Hebrews 12, 14. It says, pursue peace with some people. Somebody's reading. All people. I'm just making sure it was up there. Pursue peace with all people. And it says, and holiness. So we're supposed to pursue holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Do you notice it doesn't say pursuit the gifts of God? Do you notice it doesn't say pursue speaking in tongues? Do you notice it doesn't say pursue uh, being rich? It doesn't, say, it doesn't say pursue supernatural things. It says pursue being holy. Holy means dedicated, sanctified, set apart. If I'm pursuing to be different from the rest of the world, not having the love of the world being found in me, but the love of God found in me, then I am holy. And with holiness in my heart, then I will see the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I need. Second Peter 1 and 3 says this, And his divine power has given to us all things. Here it goes again. He's given to us all things, watch this, that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by the glory and virtue. See, the things that we need are, don't have nothing to do with making us comfortable. He said, I've given you everything you need pertaining to life and godliness. So I've given you all that you need to be godly and to walk out a Christian life. He says, but watch this, but it's only through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and virtue. That word knowledge means to have a real, relevant relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, the question that we all have today is, well, how do we make Jesus our desire? I'm glad you guys asked. I'm, I'm going to answer that for you. We have to dig deep. Now, don't be fooled. The statement I just made sounds like a great title of this message, but it, it, it's a principle to live by when it comes to serving Christ. The statement also implies the word work. Somebody say work. Work, yeah. All of y'all just said a dirty, four-letter, nasty word. You mentioned work to some people, they run. Trust me, because I text people all week and say, hey, we got work at the church. I don't even hear nothing. I should make a cricket sound on my phone when I text people for work. Yeah, that, was, that was just sliding that in there. A lot of people, when they say the word work, they get offended when they hear it, especially when you say it in the context of salvation. 
<laughs> That's not right, Pastor. We, we, uh, we are saved by grace through faith. Let's any man boast. We are saved by faith through grace. We are saved by faith through grace. But the last time I looked at that word through, you got to do something. If I walk through the door, I'm walking, which means I got to move, which means I'm working my way towards the door. We are saved by faith through grace. We're saved by grace through faith. Lest any man boast. Bless you. Watch this. This is why I'm telling you there takes some work. It takes work when it comes to salvation. How do I know Philippians 2 and 12 says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my present only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work it out. Work it out. Oh, okay. Some of y'all know. Some of y'all got it. Some of y'all got it. You guys realize the Bible says if you don't work, you don't. And it's not just talking about eating naturally. It's talking about eating the word of God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Ezekiel said, listen, I'll eat the whole scroll and then go feed my people. If you don't work at knowing God, you're not going to eat the bread of life. There's work involved. And so many of us think God is this genie. Listen, God is not Aladdin, or you're not Aladdin. God ain't the genie. But, you know, I will tell you this. You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. <laughs> we all want to rub on the Bible and make a wish and just say, God, let it happen. God, thank you. A lot of us feel that way. We treat God that way. We sit down and we pray, God, please, da -da -da -da, whatever it is you want to make your life more comfortable. And God, fix my marriage. God, let me get a job. God, do this. God, do that. God, do this. God, do. Look, you could pray to God for a job, but you have to work. And what I mean by work is don't sit at home and say, well, you know, I'm really praying, Pastor, and I'm getting a job. And I'm like, well, what, how, what applications did you fill out? I didn't fill out any. I, I just praying to God that you know, the job's going to come find me. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. No. It don't happen that way. God fixed my marriage. God says, yes, I'll fix your marriage. I've now given you the grace to work through it. Ooh, we don't want to hear that. No, fix him, God. So many times we have gotten our priorities confused. We are looking for what we want instead of seeing that we already got what we need. Too much time is spent on worrying about things. Ooh, can I say this? Do you, do you know, men, can I share this with you? You know, listen. A man that findeth a wife findeth a good a good thing, a good thing, good thing. Men, a lot of you men in here are looking for wives. She's a thing. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness and all these 
things shall be added to you. You need to start seeking God first. I'm telling you, you could be in here serving God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength, and one day you're going to be walking through the threshing floor, and there you're going to be seeing a beautiful young lady there threshing at the, the, on the floor. And you're going to be like, hey, so you want to have coffee? Because you're meeting her as you are seeking the kingdom of God. Remember I said all these things will be added? Ladies, stop looking for a man. I don't need to get into that. That's another, it's another message. It's another message. Y'all walk around here thirsty. Look, can I just share something just real quick? Because I know we, I'm going to share something. You know, there, there's over 70% of the earth is covered with water. 70% of the earth is covered with water. Only 2% of it is drinkable. But sometimes we get so thirsty, we'll go drink from a pool. Remember when you was young, you was thirsty, we'd go drink out of somebody's hose. You didn't care it tasted like plastic. You was just thirsty. And that's what we're doing because we have these wants. We'll just take anything. We'll drink anything. No, he don't go to church, but I can get him saved. It don't happen. Too much time is spent worrying about things, and we lose sight of what truly matters. We seek gold while dismissing God. We seek health while neglecting holiness. We seek the latest fashions while ignoring the robes of righteousness. And many people wonder why they can't seem to find happiness while they're ignoring God. <laughs> praise God Luke 6 and 48 he says he is like a man building a house who dug deep somebody say dig deep and he laid the foundation on the rock and when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it for it was founded upon the rock now, I almost want to preach it was founded upon the rock oh dang okay When you're flooded with the cares of this world and you're discontent because you don't seem to get what you want, this is when us as Christians, we fall off. Our prayer life is almost completely absent. Our commitment to serving is almost gone. It's up and down, and our church attendance slows down. Why? Because we didn't dig deep enough. Listen, God doesn't just want you on the rock. He wants you in the rock. As we look back at our scripture, it says that, that this person that built his house, it said he dug deep. Now, we can take that and as we're reading, he dug deep. So when he laid the foundation, it wasn't just surface. It was in the rock, not just on the rock. I, 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 hopefully you're catching this because there's so many Christians that have these surface relationships with God. Yeah, you built the foundation on Jesus, but you didn't build the foundation in Jesus. 
Oh, okay, let me help you guys out here. The word John 15, 7 says this, if you abide in me and my word abides in you and the word is Jesus, you will ask what you desire. You will ask what you want and it shall be done for you. So many of us are on the surface of Jesus and we're asking for desires and we don't get them and we blame God for it. I got to share this. I have to share this. So, kind of, I was watching this thing last night, and this dude, you know, because we like to blame God for everything. Amen. You know, we don't even have a relationship with God, but we blame Him for everything. There was this guy that tried to smuggle forty keys of cocaine from out of the Dominican Republic. Forty keys, pure, uncut cocaine. He got caught, thrown in jail in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. So they're interviewing this guy. <laughs> he's sitting there, and while he was in there, one of the guards came and slipped him a little Spanish Bible. And he took the Bible, and he said to himself, he says, I'm going to prove to him that Jesus doesn't exist. Because if there is a God, why would he allow me to be in this jail? I'm like, shake your head. We're sitting out thinking about the dude. Do you not know what you just did? It's, isn't it funny how we forget about what we do and try to blame God for things? God, I want to be set free. God, I, I don't want to be in prison. If you're real, come deliver me. No, God is not mocked. For whatever man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you sow to the flesh, that's what you're going to reap of the flesh, death and corruption. And that's what happens a lot of times. I just gave you an extreme case. But you know what happens? A lot of times we will do things on our own without listening to the Lord because it's something that we want. Here goes a perfect example. I want, I'm so thirsty, God. I'm so thirsty. I want some water. I want to drink from this well that I'll never thirst again. This is what I want, God. And instead of digging deep, we sit down and go, oh, there's a swimming pool. And we drink from the swimming pool. And when we drink from the swimming pool, we get sick. And then when we get sick, we blame God. God for getting sick. No, it wasn't God. You didn't wait to hear what the Lord said. You couldn't wait to wait for God to bring somebody across your path because you didn't want to work. Oh, there goes that curse word again. You didn't want to dig deep. When you dig deep into God's word, not just by reading and studying, but serving. Somebody say serving. Somebody say being generous. Somebody say tithing. Oh, yeah, I like the way you yelled that and fellowshipping with the saints. You will begin to see God has already supplied all that you need. And seeing that all your needs are met, it dissolves your wants. How do I know? I'm not preaching to you just because I read it. I'm preaching to you because I lived it. I had plans for my life. I had desires. There were things that I wanted, and I just knew that because I serve God, that I can ask of him anything that I want or anything that I, I thought I needed. I said, God, this is what I want. I'm working hard. I'm serving you. I'm giving. I'm doing all this. This is what I want. I want a house in Virginia. I want to build a house on our family land. I want to do all these different things. I want to retire out there. I want a nice car. 
car. I want all this. I want all that. But when God says, no, that's not what I want for you. This is what I want for you. And as I began to serve God, as I dove deeply into his word, as I dove deeply into serving, I began to see what God's desire was for me. And all my wants dissolved. My desires now lined up with God's desires for me. You guys listen to me. Do you know what? This is what David said in Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So many of us sit down and think, oh, why wouldn't he want the Lord as a shepherd? Y'all laughing, but that's what some of y'all thinking right now. See, some of us sit here and go, why wouldn't, I don't get it. That must be so deep. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. He don't want the Lord as a shepherd? No. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why do I? I'm not in a state of want because the Lord is my shepherd. My shepherd takes care of me. He leadeth me by the still waters. He takes me to the green pastures. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. See, this is what he said. I don't have a want because my God has given me everything that I need. David was diligent about seeking God. That's why he was known for a man after God's own heart. Do you guys realize that men and women, people, are known for what they pursue? People are known for what they pursue. So my question for you today is, what are you known for? People know you by what you're chasing after. Luke chapter 12 and 34 says this, wherever your treasure is, there the desires, the wants of your heart will also be. Your treasure. That's where your, your heart is. Your wants are lined up with wherever is valuable to you. If God is valuable to you, if the Lord Jesus Christ means anything to you, that's where your wants and desires will line up with, with what God wants for you. Listen, Jesus is what we all need, but it's Jesus what we all want. As I bring this to a close, Psalm 16 and 8, David said, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Now, I know personally, I always read this and I said before me, it's, it's like when we're standing at the line at the bank and I know a lot of you Christians see people in a rush and go, no, no, it's okay. You can go before me. Supermarket, when y'all at Walmart, you only have, you know, two things, and the person in front of you has 30 things, and you're going, I hope they let me go before them. That's not what that means. He says, I have set the Lord always before me, which means whatever God wants is first. Whatever he wants goes before what I want. That's why he says this, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. What does that mean? Because the Lord, watch this, at my right hand, the right hand, what that means is a significance to authority. Because he is my authority, I will not be moved because I have my wants and my desires lined up with the will of God. So I won't be moved by what you're trying to give me because that's not what God wants for me. He's already given me what I need according to his riches and glory. We have to be diligent. Being diligent means hardworking, meticulous, rigorous, and thorough. 
Hebrews 11, 6 says this, he is a rewarder of those who look for him every once in a while. Every Sunday. Oh, let me read it again. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God rewards those that seek him diligently. Those that, that sit down and read his word and pray for him. Can I, can I help you guys out? If you want to know something about somebody, you got to sit back and listen to him. You guys, you guys catch that? There's too many of us doing all the talking. When we get into prayer, we're doing all the talking. And then once we're done, once we're done, we get up. Shut our ears off. Hopefully I'm helping you out here. When I, when I, when I married my wife, I wanted to, to know more. Before I married her, I wanted to know more about her. So I didn't do all the talking. Because you want to know about somebody, let them talk. You want to get to know God, let him talk. You talk to him in prayer, but you need to sit down and listen. I, I wish I had some parents in here in the house because you got kids that just love to tell you why they did something. You shut up and listen. When we diligently seek the Lord, when we long for his presence, then we'll see he's beginning to change us. The things that used to matter most lose their power over us. Some of us are pursuing after things because we can't even help it. I don't know why I want this so bad. It's got power over us. But as you seek God, those things that are, have that power over you, they'll lose its power. The troubles that used to, to unravel us and, 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 and make us all stressed out, God's divine power and God's perspective will begin to enter into our lives. We'll begin to see that God is everything that we need. We learn that nothing else happens without God's knowledge. So if God has given me everything that, he, that I need, no matter what trouble, no matter what trials, no matter what persecution may come in my life, I know that God sees that I'm going through it and I got everything that I need to make it through this trial and tribulation. I don't have to worry. I don't have to stress. I just got to go through. One of the most commonly experienced emotions is loneliness in the midst of trouble. When we go through troubling times, we often feel so alone. Our energy is gone, and we have to wonder sometimes, has God forsaken us? There's times that we go through things, and we're trying to figure out where is God in the midst of all this trouble? I thank, I thank God for the Word of God because... Everything that I go through, I can find something in this word to help me out. In the book of Psalms, David wrote this because he experienced the same situation. Listen to him. He said, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditate, and my spirit grew faint. 
you kept my eyes from closing, which means I couldn't sleep. I was too troubled to even speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart meditated and my spirit asked, will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor to me again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has his anger withheld his compassion on me? I don't know about you, but I've been there. When they told me that I had a diagnosis of death with my heart condition, this is everything I said. God, I've served you. I've given you everything that I had, every strength, every bit of, of money and time and effort I've laid down at your feet. Have you not even considered your servant? I prayed and I didn't hear him. I didn't get any answer. Did you guys hear the anguish in that scripture? His soul was troubled. There was something that he wanted. He wondered if God had forgotten him. Has anybody ever been there? He thought maybe God's promises had failed. He probably even thought maybe I did something wrong and stepped out of line with God. And at times we feel some of the same anguish that David felt. But watch this. Then David began to remember what God had done in the past. Then he began to dig deep. Sometimes you got to dig deep and remember about the goodness of God. Even though you're not having good times now, think about what God has done for you before. Watch this. In verse 10, he says, Then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand, that's his hand of power. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is great as our God. You are God who performs miracles. You display your powers among your people. What a beautiful turn of events. What David understood was even though in the midst of him feeling like God wasn't there, when he said, I want God, I need your presence, I need to be delivered, I need to be healed. No, it said, I want to be delivered, I want to be healed, because God had already given him everything he needed. But then he remembered this. He said, I'm going to think about those days when I saw the glory of God on my life. And as he began to remember and appeal about the goodness of God, he opened up his mouth and he began to praise God. What God is like my God? There is none like you God. You sit high and look down low. For the heavens is your throne and the earth is your footstool. As he began to give God praise he remembered what was said in the testaments of old. He remembers that God inhabits the praises of Israel. God will show up in the praises of his people. So as he began to give God some praise, the presence of God fell upon him and he got everything he needed. Digging deeply and being diligent changes things. It changes you. It changes your heart's desire. When I'm in a state of want, or when you're in a state of want, you will never be content. You always have that urge to want more. You guys ever been there? Like, I want this. And then you get it, and then you're not satisfied with it. I want more. You're not content. That's discontent. First Timothy 6 and 6 is this. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. 
Godliness with contentment is great gain. The reason why you're walking around hungry and with all these wants, the reason why you're not content is because of your content. You're empty. God wants you to seek him first so that all these things can be added to you. That he's already given you everything you need according to his riches and glory. So dig deeply and be diligent. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.